0: guys so much for tuning in. This is episode number 40 of Coaching Connections. On today's episode, we have Coach Leonard from John Jay High School in San Antonio, Texas. We also have Coach Lucas Ramirez from Scottsdale, Arizona. He's the head coach at Saguaro High School. Two outstanding guys, never met each other before, but had a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. Again, this is episode number 40, Coach Leonard, Coach Ramirez. Let's get after it. So coach Leonard, this is Coach Ramirez. I know you guys just said hello, but uh, uh, we got Texas and, and Arizona in the house today. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, welcome to Texas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a, it's a big place, huh? <laughs> have,
0: have you ever been a Texas coach?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, weirdly enough, or not weirdly enough, small world, when I was younger, I lived in Cedar Park for like six years. Okay. Right outside of Austin.
0: Yep. And then
1: I, I actually briefly, last summer, I spent three months out in Tyler, Texas. Okay. And I was working with the men's basketball program over there. Um, you know, the head coach over there is Lewis Wilson. This will be his second season there out in East Texas. But, yeah, I've spent some time in Texas, and uh, I definitely enjoy it. Nice place.
0: Well, we appreciate the, the kind regards. What about you, Coach uh, Leonard? You ever been to Arizona?
1: Uh, Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, I want to say it
2: was the um, summer after my senior year. My parents and I we went to um, or going to the Grand Canyon and whatnot. And I had a cousin that was going to school at Arizona State, so uh, we kind of stopped and saw her and 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 enjoyed it. And other than that, you know, just visiting that's that's always been.
0: No, it's a beautiful place, and and and, uh, and your campus, Coach uh, Ramirez, You know, I've seen pictures. It looks like a beautiful, beautiful campus that you work on.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. We have we have, we have a great view of the uh, Camelback Mountains, uh, not too far off. But most 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 schools in Arizona, like, we're pretty lucky. We got pretty sweet views of the mountains, and, and it's a nice little nice little setup when it's not 120 degrees out.
0: Yeah, it looks surreal. You know, we don't have the, those kind of views in Texas, not not with any mountains or anything like that. Yeah. No. Coach, Coach Leonard, S- you, you, you hopped on twice. <laughs> there we go.
2: Hopefully, I'm only on there once now. <laughs> right, there we go. It was, uh, for some reason, my iPad was echoing.
0: Yeah, no, no biggie.
2: All
0: right. Well, first, let me just say thank you guys, Coach Leonard and Coach Amidas, for uh, taking time out of your day to – to sit down and talk life and talk hoops and everything else in between. I appreciate you guys. Wow. Thank you. Thanks for the invite.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here.
0: Sir, you know, summer, summer kind of flew by on us. So um, what did, what did you guys do over, over the summer break and, and and really during that lockdown period where things were really kind of scary and, and what did you find yourself doing kind of to, to pass that time? And, You guys pick up any new hobbies, you know, watching the good TV. You know, what did you guys uh, do with your time? Lucas, go ahead.
1: Yeah, geez. Uh, Seems like uh, it's been a year since we started quarantine, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Mm.
1: Well, weirdly enough, uh, you know, we got hired in March 7th. So days before we got locked down here in Arizona – um, so interesting timing, just taking out a new position, trying to get to know the kids, trying to put your staff together, you know, trying to get all organized, not knowing what's next, uh, or when you're going to be allowed back to school or, you know, in the gym. Mm-hmm. So from a basketball side of things, there's a lot of time organizing. I joke around with my administration and say, you know, there's no excuse that we, none of us are, uh, disorganized, you know when we do return. Um, so just a lot of time just organizing, getting things ready, which uh, is, was a great thing for me, you know, taking out a new program and, and making sure we got everything lined up. But then outside of that, honestly, it was kind of nice to have a, a change of pace a slow down uh, a little bit, just spending time with family and, you know, things that you normally don't get a chance to do all the, all the time just because we're always so busy and on the go whether you're a teacher, coach, right. You're, it never ends. So, um, that was a positive was just spending time with family for sure. I mean, it's a shame what it took to do that, you know, with everything going on in the world. But, um, you know, if there is a positive in it, you know, was was spending time with family for me. Outstanding. Well, actually, um,
2: I actually, my birthday was in May and, uh, I got a, a new grill. <laughs> so, so I can tell you, I, I spent a lot of time barbecuing as y'all can see. I love to eat and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I did a lot of barbecuing and, and, and I think like you said, uh, Lucas, the, the time spent with the family is, it, it was really something that I think we, we take advantage of that, you know, that we don't, or we don't take advantage of enough, uh, you know, you mentioned COVID caused this, but, you know, I look at it. Fortunately, my wife was had to come home, and so she was working from home. Um, my daughter was in the restaurant industry, and she wasn't able to go to work. And so we were all here, and it, it was it was really neat for me, and um, I really enjoyed it. My wife's actually still working at home. Um, she's saying she may not even go back until March. Mm-hmm. So um, it's – that that was really you know the time spent and don't get me wrong i mean i i i played some xbox i got my games in and, and <laughs> stuff like that and um you know just kind of watching a lot of you know basketball videos cuz you never want to just uh stay stagnant in what you do so i would watch a lot of uh you know basketball videos and um and things so i tried to stay in the game quite a bit besides xbox but uh I uh that, that that was about it, man. I really just enjoyed the time with the family and, and I still do.
0: There's there's a lot we can learn from two K though also, Coach.
2: Especially <laughs> inbounds place. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so uh so I know uh, Coach Leonard, you're already back in school. Uh what about you guys in, in Arizona? Are you guys back in school?
1: We are not in person yet. Um this will be our sixth week. Um, of school, and we've been doing online, so or they call it enhanced distance learning, um, um, which is basically for kids who are going to be in online, but then return once they give us the the green light. The other option is just do straight online, which is through the district, not really through the school. Um, Yeah, we've done six weeks of that, or this will be our sixth week, and then we actually got the green light to go back in person October 12th after our fall break, so just kind of on um, their end of things planning that and the return and what that looks like and you know what's going to come with that so um interesting times ahead for sure
0: so uh what's what school do you work at
1: i'm at saguaro high school in scottsdale
0: okay and and how how big is that campus how many kids attend that school
1: oh a little over probably close to 1300
0: okay nice and uh and so Coach Leonard, you, you coach a John Jay, which in Texas is a 6A, and you guys yes, have about how many kids on campus?
2: Uh, probably right at about 3,000.
0: Okay. So how are you guys doing it? How are you adjusting to the new norm on your campus? Now, what does it look like for you?
2: Well, for me, as uh, actually starting tomorrow, I guess, we're supposed to get another uh, wave of students coming in. Um, I personally um, haven't seen any. I know we had – couple of kids coming in was I think it was last week and um, but everything else is just done virtually Uh, I know you know every class is is a zoom class like I was telling you earlier even our athletic period is done on zoom like nobody's on campus so um, I do know uh, the one thing I think that's a big time positive that's coming out of this you know when kids are in class they don't want to ask questions mm-hmm. they don't want to uh you know they stay kind of clammed up and one thing with the uh with the zoom they have to ask yeah. they have to ask questions i get more emails now from students than i ever have total in my career up to this point yep. and i'm on year 19 so you know that that's a big time positive in my opinion you know now that uh they're start the kids are actually being more interactive yep. so uh I, I i almost wanted to stay that way because it seems like the kids are are taking more of an investment in their in their education
0: i think it's forcing them to grow up a little bit faster and mature in that regard you know yes, uh, they, they become dependent on this quite a bit and so i like i told my basketball boys i said welcome to what college is going to be like <laughs> um you know you're going to have to to really take ownership over your education and and you have a question, I mean, I could try to answer, but I'm not your science teacher. Email right. your science teacher. And, um, you know, you have a conflict in your schedule between your live session of science and, and your history class. Well, communicate that to them and let them know, hey, this is what's going on. What do you advise me to do? And so I think right, it's forced right. them to, to communicate a lot better than they, than they had to. And so I, I think that's a huge positive also. I couldn't agree more. Yes, good. So let's talk a little bit about you guys' childhood. Now, where did you guys grow up? You know, did you have any positive influences in your life that, that sent you down this path you know, to want to be a coach? Uh,
2: okay, I, I guess I'll, I'll go hey, first. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I um, – I, well, I grew up here in San Antonio. I, I went to Marshall High School, and uh, I was uh, blessed enough my senior year to get a coach that – in my opinion, invested in me personally. At least that's the way I felt. I know he did everything for everybody, but I feel like he invested in me personally. That's Coach Silstein at Clark. Um, He he came in my senior year, and um, I tell anybody who wants to listen, my entire career from a player in high school to a player in college to coaching and teaching has has gone through him. Mm -hmm. Um, After my senior year, um, I I played Juco. I played the last two years, St. Phillips had a program and um, so played junior college ball there. And then went on to, so, so anyway, my bad, I I meant to say coach Silstein is the reason I'm where I am now. Okay. So he, he really influenced me to want to teach and coach. So after uh, St. Phillips, well, coach Silstein had left Marshall and went to Baylor Mm -hmm. as assistant coach. And, uh, he was able to get me on the team there at Baylor when I left Juco. And, um, unfortunately for me, um, I ran into the grade issue and, um, that's why I have made it my life goal to push the the grades with my kids Mm -hmm. because I, I missed out, I think on, on a huge opportunity, um, to play at the highest level for an extended time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I got there, I got to play and that was it. Um, and, you know, we had great players, uh, like uh, Michael Williams that had graduated before me then went and spent almost 12 years, 13 years in the league. Yeah. And then David Wesley came in afterwards. And, um, and then there's great play, uh, great people like Melvin Hunt, who is a uh, assistant coach in the NBA. Dennis Lindsay, who's the owner of uh, owner is the uh director of basketball operations i believe for the utah jazz and uh you know so i was involved with a lot of great people that you know did their job and and so i and of course and i didn't and so i really 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 push um the grades now with 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 my kids because i don't want anybody to go through that and miss opportunities uh like that um and then I joined the military, and when I got out, or when I came back to San Antonio in '98, um, I started coaching club with Coach Silvestine in 2000. So my last two years, 2000 to 2002, I coached club with him. Got out of the military, and he introduced me to Coach Jackledge. I don't know if you remember the, the son Jackledge is a well, coach. Was our, at Mar-
0: he was our superintendent at Harland ISD for a while,
2: and he's the one that hired me. And, um, due to the, in my opinion, the relationship with him and coach, um, Silstein. So they put me in touch with Martha Quijano, who, in my opinion, was, is one of the best leaders around. I mean, I, I really hate, I lost touch with her. Um, she hired me as, you know, the teaching coach there at Leal. And then she went to Southside high school and, uh, took me over there with her. And then when she retired, man, I just, um, I mean, I hate it. I mean, I, I would have followed her to, I don't know. I'd have followed her anywhere. She's an excellent leader and was really uh, about business. So, um, I, that, that's anyway. so I went south side and then I went to Cole. So, anyway, that, as far as my career, that, that's how I got started. But I got to tell you, and I, I want to give enough people the credit. Um, I've been blessed to, uh, to work with and, and, and coach with outstanding coaches that have really, really built, uh, helped me grow as a, as a coach, not only from Coach Silveston, because I can text him right now and ask him something, and he's going to reply, you know, with some X's and O's. But uh, Herb Moore, I don't know if you all know nope. Coach Moore, um, I was able to work with him at Cole for a couple of years, and I learned so much. I got to do boys and girls at Cole. And uh he was just amazing. And then when I went on the girl side, um, I don't know if you know Tina Guerrero, no. she did it I mean, she was just an amazing coach and, and and I learned I still use a lot of the stuff in my playbook that I learned from the from the two of them. And then I can't, you know, I, I can't say enough about Coach Floyd here at Jay when I left Cole and came to came to Jay. Coach Floyd just he, you know, he was one of those people that, or is one of those people that you can't wait to go to work.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, while I was working with him, I looked forward to coming to Jay every single day, yeah. you know, and, and, and when he retired, man, it was just like, there was just a big void, a uh, big void there. and uh, You know, so I'm, I'm trying my best to continue on with his legacy and, and the things that he's done. Uh, there at jay and uh, so i 've just been been royally blessed uh, with, with people that i 've been surrounded with
0: and how long you you been the head coach there at John Jay? This is my fourth year the fourth year Nice Yes, sir. so a couple of things. first, let me just say uh, much respect to you for taking uh, a big uh, learning experience that you had in your life with the grades <clears throat> and, and and taking that lesson that you learned and, and applying that to your program that's that's wonderful. And Thank you. I also just want to say to Coach Ramirez, I know you don't know Coach Celestine, but uh he is pretty much a, a a living legend around around San Antonio. That that dude is pretty amazing. I've never played for him, never worked under him, never worked alongside him. But even even if I was to reach out to him, which we he and I will talk, you know, from time to time, uh, mm-hmm. if I needed help with anything, he'd more than willing to to offer his his expertise. And, and to be honest with you, he's called me on a couple of occasions and said, Coach, I saw you guys at a tournament. What are you doing when you do this and this? Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just always learning. And to see a guy of that caliber ask someone like a young guy like me what I'm doing and, and him trying to continue to learn kind of puts things in a perspective for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Coach, um, you just,
0: what about yeah.
1: you? So. For me, uh, you know, my childhood, I was born in San Jose, uh, California, um, spent a couple of years there, I really don't remember it, I was so, so young, and that, that's when uh, we moved to, my family and I, we moved to Cedar Park, Texas, so we spent six years there, um, loved living there, it was awesome, and then we spent about three and a half in Franklin, Tennessee, or outside of Nashville. And then going into middle school, we moved here to Scottsdale, and we just moved because my dad kept getting different jobs. My dad worked in the business world, mm-hmm. um, so we, you know, we just followed him around. Um, you know, he worked for Apple in the Bay Area, and then Dell blew up in the Round Rock, Cedar Park area. So then we, you know, went to went to Texas. So just followed him along the the tech business journey. Um, but yeah, no, uh, kind of same. Same story in some ways, in terms of just being surrounded with great people and, mm-hmm. and great relationships and just people who are willing to pour into you and, and believe in you, you know even mm-hmm. when properly it's it's questionable to have a new new young guy starting out, right you get, someone's got to take a chance on you, and um, you know for me, I think it was a couple different people along the way, um, yeah, you know first and foremost, like for me, like my father is is someone who is – I mean, he, he's my ultimate hero, man, and, and just everything he's done. You know, he, he came here from El Salvador um, and has just worked his tail off. So, mm-hmm. for me, it's it's like just trying to be half the guy he is and I'll be happy, mm-hmm. you know, with everything about, that I can do. Um, but from a teaching and basketball perspective, uh, you know, for me, a couple of my high school coaches uh, that I had – uh, you know, one in particular, Paul Sanger, who's actually now on my staff, which is really awesome. Um, we just built a great relationship when I was a player, and it was bigger than basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, just being there for me and, and us just having those those conversations that apply to life and, and uh, just being able to joke around, too. I mean, like, I remember being in high school and just thinking, like, wow, like, this guy, he's a great coach. We respect him. But then, like, he also – shows that side of him where, you know, we can joke around and have a good time and, you know. Um so he was awesome to be around and, and obviously him and I have always remained in touch and, and it's gonna be awesome working with him, you know, this season um and having him being a part of our staff. Uh another guy, uh a guy by the name of Michael Gwyn who's my AAU coach, and he actually he's the one who gave me my start in coaching. When I was eighteen years old I graduated from high school and I reached out to him and said, hey, like, I want to get into coaching. You know, can I help out in some way? And that's when he right away was like, yeah, go ahead. And he threw me into the fire with an AAU program and then threw me into the fire at the high school level. Um, He didn't have to do that. He believed in me somehow, some way. And, and, um, you know, it's – without him truly, you know, giving me that shot in 2011, 2012 – You know, I I wouldn't be where I'm at today for sure. No question about it. So he was huge. Um, And then a couple other coaches along the way that I've worked for, Matt Gordon at Phoenix College, JUCO out here. Um, Just a really, really great guy, phenomenal coach. Um, And just learned a lot from him. And then, you know, my next stop at Horizon High School in Scottsdale, that's my alma mater. I was an assistant there um, for Jerry Connor, Arizona Hall of Famer. Um you know, and he's just such a phenomenal human being, you know. And, and he's in his late seventies right now, so it was great to work with him and you know take his wisdom from all his experience, and, and then also too, like in turn, like he gave me a lot of responsibilities uh, and freedom as well. Um, you know, helping with things that he really wasn't able to do just because he wasn't on campus every day or, you know, hard for him to teach on the floor with certain things. So um, just an invaluable experience with him. So, I mean, all, all three guys I've worked for, um, you know, just, just uh, unbelievable experience. Oh, it's them. And then from an education perspective, um, you know, I really didn't know I wanted to teach until probably my senior year of high school and i I remember sitting in an american government class and second period i was just sitting there and i'm like this is cool like i like this like this guy teaching like he he's passionate about it he loves it and he has fun teaching it and that, that kind of put the idea in my head that you know maybe i want to teach american government and then from there i ended up going to do that so Just seeing someone super passionate and loving their job and being excited about showing up to work every day, kind of like you mentioned, Coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Like players and students can tell, you know, how how happy you are, like showing up to the gym or showing up to the classroom. Um, So for me, that always stood out. And then weirdly enough, uh, I ended up student teaching for him. And then we ended up working together in the same department in the same building for four years, past four years. And like we're best of friends now. No, um, so, it's kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, just a lot of great people along the way, and and just great relationships built. You know what it's all about. You know, people talk about it all the time, and mm-hmm. kind of to the point where it's a cliche now. But I mean, it's so true, though. It's just the relationships with, with your players, relationships with teachers, coaches, and, mm-hmm. and you know, without any of those, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at. So,
2: right,
0: yeah, safe to say that that uh, we've had some help from very important and influential people. Uh, along yes, and, and i can see from the both of you that that you have a, a strong passion for what you do and and it's genuine like we talked about coach av earlier right coach leonard like it's just yes, genuine sir. you know the, and the kids will be able to read that you know if it's not real you know they'll, they'll see right through it and so mm-hmm. much respect to both of you guys in that regard thank you you thank said you. your are the the coach uh was in his mid-70s lucas so how, how long had he been coaching
1: Ooh, 50-plus years. I mean, most of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, been in Arizona most of his career. Uh, his, his notoriety, probably, in Arizona was that he coached Mike Bibby in high school, mm-hmm. at Shadow Mountain High School. Um, but he had so many great teams and, and, and players throughout the years of his time at Shadow Mountain, um, over 600 wins. And then, you know, a handful of state championships. And then he left there, started uh, the men's basketball program at Blue Mountain College, which at the time was an all-girls university. Mm -hmm. So he was the first men's basketball coach there. Then he came back to Arizona. And then uh, was the head coach at Arizona Christian University for the women's program there. Um, And then... Came to my alma mater at Horizon. And so that's how we met, which is through that small circle community. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there for seven, six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he uh, just left Horizon last at the end of this year. Um, but, yeah, and uh, so great learning from him. And, mm-hmm. and uh, just invaluable experience learning from a guy like him.
0: It sounds like it, Coach. Sounds like you're a mm-hmm. lucky guy right let's, let's talk about some some of y'all's favorite basketball memories either as a coach uh, or as a player just some of your favorite basketball memories even even if it's from childhood what comes to
1: mind um for me you know my first memories of basketball I mean I'm a I'm a baby I guess but um you know my first memories are probably watching the tail end of Michael Jordan's career in Chicago. Like I vaguely remember like a little bit of that, but for me though, it was all like watching all the Michael Jordan VHS tapes, Mm -hmm. uh, the hang time come fly with me above and beyond. Like I wore those things out and space jam, of course. (laughs) Um, But so for me, that was like my, my introduction to basketball. It was Michael Jordan. And, and uh, I'm grateful for that just because what a special player. Um, So for me, like when it comes down to like first basketball memories, for sure that was it. But it was so much fun just, just uh, like for me, watching the highest levels of college basketball. And like, that was just a blast for me as a kid watching that. Um, And then had a great high school experience all around, like even even take away basketball from it. Um which was just a really fun, fun couple of years for sure. Um and then yeah, I mean just overall just playing the game with friends, having fun, just at its purest form. Mm-hmm. Um and then coaching wise, like great memories. Uh you know, we had a lot of fun times at Kings College at a high level. Um mm-hmm. you know that process was fun. And then for me, as I've gotten a little older and I think I learned a little bit more about what it's really about, it took me a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing the, the kids that you have go on and have success. So I've done it for a, a long enough time. Now, finally, where kids that I've coached are now graduating from college and they're we're getting married, mm-hmm. you know, doing these things like that is what's gratifying to see. Um, And then just being able to know that like they still think about you and vice versa, like just randomly getting a text, randomly getting a phone call. Right. You know, so that's, that's the cool stuff. That's the fun stuff for sure. Outstanding.
2: Um, I guess, um, well, I'm a little bit older than, than both of y'all. So I'm going to have to go back a little bit. Uh, my, My first excitement with basketball was back in, and I guess it's about 78, 79. And, um, uh, the, the Lakers, man, Magic Johnson, I mean, to, to this date, you know, I, uh, I'm a Magic Johnson fan. I've been a Laker fan ever since, um, you know, rest of soul, Kobe. Um, uh, but I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. Um, I'm still a Laker fan, but I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. And, and I uh, told a buddy of mine that, uh, once Kobe retired, we'd get about four or five years. We, we'd be back in championship, mm-hmm. and I think I'm almost right.
0: So, <laughs> we'll see, right? We'll see.
2: <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so that that was my my beginnings, and 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 uh, then you know I kind of took a turn. I wanted to play football really bad, and I liked it. I played it, and then when I when I got to high school, you know, it was almost like a forced upon me that I had to do it. And, um, and I was like, but I also want to play basketball. And uh, so I ended up choosing basketball. And then my senior year, Coach Celestine came and I told you all that story. But um, as far as playing is concerned, I got to, you know, talk about Coach Celestine again. You know, we used to play, I don't, I don't know, Marcus, if, if you're old enough to remember, but, the NBA used to have a pro-am here in San Antonio where um, like a lot of the spurs played in it. And, uh, my friend Garrett?
0: My friend Garrett? Uh, yeah. At, yeah. At, at the Garrett Community
2: Center and at the, uh, uh, it, it, the uh, um, it, it used to be over there behind uh, North Star Mall. And now it's off of a uh, military highway. Um, Jewish Community Center. Jason, yeah. Jason, Jason. They used to have the games there at the Jewish Community Center too, and you know, being able to play against you know Johnny Moore and Alvin Robertson, and, and then you know seeing those guys, of course, that was thanks to Coach Lindsay. So I got to play even against the best in the game. Yeah, and you know, you get to meet you know Johnny Moore. I remember how much of a genuine person he was, and um, you know, just, you just don't you, you don't you don't think about it until you have a chance to meet them and like, Hey, they're a person just like I am.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, he, he was really, really nice. Um, So getting a chance to play, play with those guys. And when coach still went to St. Mary's um, his open gyms were, I mean, the best around. I mean, you, you had Spurs, you had UTSA, St. Mary's ex Baylor, ex Houston, ex pro players. I mean, it was just, it was just a heck of an experience to be able to, to play there. So I think those as a player, those are some of the best, uh, best of my memories. And then um, as far as coaching, I got to, got to say, I got to give props to Georgine Troska, who was at Harlandale when I was at Liao. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I got hired for middle school, but she was able to say, Hey, if you want to help me out up here at the high school, you can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, I got to help her and, uh, we were able to take uh, Harlandale, I guess, to their first playoff playoff win in 04, 05, or something like that, and went three rounds deep. And, nice. Uh, uh, that was an excellent uh, opportunity. And Then when I went to Cole, oh, my gosh, you all – I don't know if – well, Marcus, you know the tradition yeah. there that Coach Moore – I mean, we went to the regional finals twice. Uh, Coach Guerrero, I mean, she had been to the regional finals – you know, just that whole environment was just something to be a part of, um, such a winning tradition. And um, and then lastly, just coming to Jay, like I told you, working with Coach Floyd. I mean, I, y'all don't y'all don't know this, but Coach Floyd is is the funniest man alive. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm here to tell y'all. Yeah. And anybody yeah. watching this or listening to it, if a Coach Floyd is the funniest man alive. So um, you're not going to have a conversation with him and not laugh. Um, he had put he has put me to tears in the text messages just a couple weeks ago. I to tell you what he said, but he had me in tears. <laughs> a couple, um, you know, being his assistant and, and and sitting on the bench with him and and just you know some of the things he would say. It's just it was just fun. You know, it, it it took basketball to a whole nother level once I once I got here to Jan and was working with Coach Floyd. It was he he he's a he's he's a trip. So I can't wait. To, I'm I'm gonna text him here in a minute and let him know that that I had to talk about him. So
0: so what I'm gonna do is, Coach, I'm gonna go on a hunt for somebody else that's funny. That was a coach. I'm gonna get them both on an episode, and we'll just <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll just see who who can win that funny battle. right? Oh man, hey, they're gonna, hey, it's gonna be hard to beat Coach Floyd. That's I'll be, funny. I'll be the the lucky recipient that just gets to sit back and enjoy it in my time watching yes. this. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, but when when you work with people like that, coach, it makes it makes the job so much more enjoyable, you know. Mm-hmm. And when when you love mm-hmm. coming to work, I can honestly say I've never felt like I've. I'm going to work it's it's fun for me right and so when you have that feeling it, it never really gets too stressed out you know you, you I mean mm-hmm. yeah there's moments where you, you're trying to get through a tough season or whatever but uh but and you never feel like this is hard work you know um, mm-hmm. so it's you're lucky man that, to get to experience that with someone like coach Floyd yes sir um you know I I think when when we talk about what's going on with education right now with a lot of different places doing different things and distance learning and some people are in person, you know, and I think there's been a misconception to some people, you see the media and the people on social media kind of saying things, you know, teachers don't want to go to work and yada, 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 you know, but for us, I mean, you guys, as, as we all know, there's a real passion for what we do and teaching and coaching and we love our kids and, you know, we'd be there every day if we could. You know, what, what are some of the amazing things that you've seen from your coworkers that, that are kind of just, put on full display right now because they've got to be innovative and creative and, and go above mm-hmm. and beyond. So what are, what are some of the things that you've seen that have kind of blown your mind from some of your coworkers?
1: Um, that's a really, really good question. Actually. Um, I think the big thing is just seeing, it just kind of reaffirms um, a lot of the great people you work with. Yeah. You know, it's like, most of us, I think we enjoy what we do because overwhelmingly for the most part, like most people in your building are in there for the right reasons and Mm. and for kids and and helping them. So it just kind of reaffirms like, wow, like these, these teachers are willing to go above and beyond whatever it takes to make sure that these kids are having the best experience possible based on the situation. Um, And, and, and uh, it's even great seeing like, teachers who might not be, who might weren't as well-versed in technology, you know, prior to this, but like they were willing to do whatever it took to learn, take time to learn from people Mm -hmm. to make sure that they were ready to go come, you know, August, whatever. Um, You know, that was, that's been great to see. Um, And, and yeah, I mean, just being super impressed with, with, you know, fellow colleagues and knowing that they're doing everything they can for, hard kids based on the situation. On the flip side, and maybe I'm being too transparent or too real, but you also do see some teachers where it's like, I wonder like why are you making this more difficult than it has to be? Or why are you, you know, like it's like get over yourselves for a second. Like it's online school, like it's yeah, it's not great. Like quit complaining about it. Just make it a fun experience for your kids. But again, that that's few that's few and far between though. I mean everyone's just been great seeing what the administration goes through more than ever mm-hmm. to do this, mm-hmm. all the planning and stuff and, and what they're getting prepared for us to do returning to school.
2: Uh, we've got to be patient, you know, and, and, and preaching the patience, you know, with the students and the parents and whatnot. Um, uh, that, that, that's that been really, really amazing to me, just the resiliency between uh, teachers, administration, and and and, and the students. Um, you know, it was funny. I was telling you all about you know go, the, the the volleyball game yesterday, and um, a parent had asked a question, and we were both myself and the administrator on duty. We were like, I, "We don't know. You know what? This is new. Let's just embrace it. Let's let's figure it out." And uh, and you know, all the parent could do was laugh and. You know, and it, it is it is what it is. You know, this, this COVID thing is is very uh, very serious, and uh, I think we're doing the, the best we can, pretty much all over the the school and, and district. Well, really, state the country, in my opinion. I mean, I haven't seen New York or or whatnot, but I, but I guarantee you, the teachers are doing everything they can to to give the best product. To the, uh, to the kids, to the students. Mm.
0: Absolutely. We got to think about how, how is it going for our kids? How scary is it for them? How, how difficult is it for them? How can we make it mm. the best products for them and, and, and educate them as best as we can? And so, I mean, if we keep the kids in mind, which I know you guys are doing, you know, then, then, then we're going we're gonna to provide a product that's going to really get us through this until and, and so we can finally get back face-to-face. All right. What about um impactful moments in your career where where you where it goes much deeper than basketball? I know you kind of talked about it a little bit. Lucas uh, had some kids graduating and you know getting married and stuff. What what are some things where where this goes beyond basketball and it solidifies that concept?
1: Um yeah, I mean just kind of expanding on what I said earlier. You know, just the relationships that you build through it. You know, even from like us as players the relationships you have with your coaches that you know you still have to this day, people you worked with, other coaches you worked with, you know, throughout the years who were who you were on staff with. Um, but you know also too like that side of it, the relationship side of it where you get to be a part of their successes after seeing them graduate college, seeing them have families, this that the third, but uh, honestly kind of a sobering moment was you know in the beginning of the summer when you know you had the uh, George Floyd incident mm-hmm. and you know all the the social justice protests going on around the country and um you know that was beginning of late may early june sorry if uh, i'm incorrect with the timing there um but you know, having, having that moment of uh, kind of feeling helpless, like I've always felt in, in many situations similar to that in many ways. Um, but having, you know, your administration reach out to you and say, hey, you know, you probably should put out a statement or something or send an email to to your families to make a post out to the community you know, kind of reflecting on what is taking place in our country right now and and, and all of that. And kind of for the first time, I was like, whoa, like that's kind of a a big responsibility there to put together, like say the right things, Mm -hmm. say how I genuinely feel, but also be, I don't know, politically correct is not the right word, but, you know, just be understanding of all emotions and all feelings and it involved in, in such a big, important issue uh, to this day, but just kind of being tasked with that responsibility was, was humbling and, and sobering where it's like, well, this, this is bigger than basketball. And it was a reminder that, like, there are going to be times, you know, where you do talk about things that aren't basketball. And it's not just the friendly relationship side of things either, but, you know, it's talking about real-life issues and, mm. um, and 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 things of that nature. So, yeah, I mean, just kind of having that responsibility as a coach where it's like – when, when things hit the fan, man, like you got to be ready to have those tough conversations uh, that are bigger than basketball and, and help guide them uh, in, in whatever way you can.
2: Wow. Very well put. Very well put. Um, I, I can tell you, that, you know, once you've coached for a while, of course you've built so many relationships with, with kids and, and it is, in my opinion, humbling when they come back to you and say, hey, coach, how can I, you know, be a coach like you and how can I uh, do this? Can you help me out with with this? Do you know anybody that and, you know, all I can reflect on is what my coach did for me. I definitely have to do for my kids and um, because I couldn't have done it without them and, you know, I I don't know, you know, the impact I'm going to have on that kid. So I got to bend over backwards to, to help them. You know, I've had when I first started teaching in 2002 um, and it's so funny, uh, one of those young ladies I still keep in touch with to this date um, and she was in the seventh grade then. um, And she'll call me, ask me about, you know, what can she do for her son, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, skill wise or do I know any teams at that age? And, Um, this past weekend, there was a, a, a tournament here in town and a couple of my kids were playing in it. So I went to, to watch and lo and behold, this young lady's little brother was coaching a team and it it was, uh, it was so neat. Oh, um, Rocky Braseno.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. He was coaching, uh, yeah let's go to Rock- our girls team over there,
2: yes rocky yeah. um and you know so his older sister was one of the very first kids I taught and coached when i when I got out of the military so uh but you know just just the family um the family impacts I think uh when you get to meet kids and you know yeah basketball is 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 a a joining point or a a common thing you have. But when you start hearing about kids whose parents have lost their jobs, Mm -hmm. you start hearing about, um, kid couldn't come to practice because they were digging a trench. So water wouldn't come in their house. Mm -hmm. Um, when you start, you know, having a parent, um, ask you if you know of a way that, you know, with this COVID and stuff like that, do you know of a way how they can get to the food bank? So, that, or not the, the, uh, where they, where they were passing out the meals
0: and stuff yeah,
2: exactly. so asking, you know, well, how can I get there? Yeah. You know, the, the same, you know, the same family, Hey, I don't, I don't have a computer. Can you uh, register or sign my daughter up so she can get a computer? I mean, it, you know, it, it's things like that. When you realize basketball means absolutely nothing. Yep. um, uh, in the big scheme of, of life, you know, the only thing it did was it just kind of brought us together where I could hopefully help in another way. Um, those are a lot of the things that, that I've, I've actually gotten to witness and, and realize, Hey, it's, it, it's more than it's more than basketball.
0: It makes it all worth it too. When you see those kids have success and, mm-hmm. and go on and, And and they love to come back. You know, they love to come back and visit and and tell Mm -hmm. you all about it. Oh,
2: man. Can can I share one more story? I'm sorry. Absolutely. What's today? Sunday. So it had to have been Thursday. So we're, uh, of course, we're doing the virtual stuff. And and I had a kid that uh, came on or sent me an email Thursday night cause he, he didn't come on the video, you know, he didn't come on the zoom during a class period. So he sent me an email and he was like, uh, you know, something had happened with his computer and, um, uh, he couldn't get on. And he said that, uh, he said, coach, not, not his computer, his, his network, his internet. He said, coach, I don't know if you know this, but, um, I don't have a computer I'm doing right now. I'm doing everything on my phone and i'm like you've done all these assignments on your phone and he said yes sir you know i don't don't, you know i haven't had a chance to get a computer and this and that and he said you know i apologize for not being there today and i'm like you know what you're one of those kids that's definitely going to be successful in the long run simply because you're always finding a way to make something happen rather than making an excuse why you can't. Yes, sir. And, uh, that young man, um, really, 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 uh, impressed me. And, uh, he emailed me yesterday. Now yesterday was Saturday. Yes. Now, honestly, I didn't look at my computer until today and I saw he had emailed me, just asking a simple question. Hey, when did you say this project was due? Yeah, on Saturday.
0: Most on his phone. Yeah, most kids aren't thinking about their schoolwork on a Saturday. Yeah,
2: at all. And so I just I had to tell him. I said, you know what, young man, you're you're going to be extremely successful when you grow up, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I can't wait to see it.
0: You know, and and I can imagine that those words that you told him about being successful because of his his uh, character and resiliency is uh, those are the kind of words that stick with the, those kids for the rest of their life. You know, he'll reflect mm-hmm. back on those things.
2: Yeah, I, I hope so. Because, well, actually, I, I just I just feel it. I mean, I just feel that He's going to be something special, and he's not even an athlete. You know what I'm saying? It's just a kid that's that's. Uh, determined to do well
0: i love it let's uh let's let's take a a, a quick turn and, and you guys name me your top three basketball movies of all time i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that lucas is probably uh, jordan related somewhere along the line <laughs>
1: <laughs> well if we're gonna talk about like because yeah i mean we could go down the the discussion of documentaries, I'll separate movies and documentaries. Yeah, Let's just say movies, just
0: movies, no documentaries allowed, just movies.
1: And this will show my age for sure. (laughs) Um, Sorry if you hear my coffee brewing in the background. Um, No, uh, in no particular order though, but for me, uh, I would probably go with Space Jam, right? That was one of the first, first I've ever watched. Not really a basketball movie, but basketball's featured in the movie. Oh. Uh, and then uh I really liked uh Coach Carter with uh Samuel L. Jackson. Absolutely. Uh, I like that one. And then uh probably the 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 oldest one for me, but a classic, uh Hoosiers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Coach, you can't go wrong with any of those, just so you know. Those are all great movies.
2: <laughs> right. And I I have to agree with you at least on two of them, Hoosiers and uh, and Coach Carter, you know. Um, and then I gotta say, White Man Can't Jump. That, that that's that's another one of my all time yes. favorites. Yes. <laughs> um, I just that's I don't know, man. Uh, Woody Harrelson and. Um, that,
0: their uh, chemistry was remarkable On screen chemistry Yes
2: Yeah so I, I gotta go with those three White Men Can't Jump Hoosiers And uh, Coach Carter
0: Coach you know I've asked that question you know, A few times And And uh, and nobody's ever said that Except me Because somebody actually Asked me what my movies were and, and And White Man Can't Jump Is definitely one of my Favorite basketball movies And and so mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you mad respect Because you're the only other guy That said that <laughs> Appreciate it <laughs> You guys uh. I'm assuming I've been watching some NBA basketball in the bubble. And so mm-hmm. I don't have to ask Coach Leonard who he picks to win the NBA championship because he's <laughs> very clear, you know, but uh, Coach Amita, who, who are you kind of picking at this point? What well,
1: you- first off, I'll say this about the bubble. It's, actually, forget the bubble, all sports. It's been so great to have all these sports start up kind of at the right, at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's like sports nonstop on TV, which has been great. You know, I'm not going to lie. I got my, uh, I got my laptop open in the living room, uh, you know, when I'm teaching and then I'll have a bubble game on, at, at you know, <laughs> 1030 in the morning, our time, which is great. Um, but, uh, uh, oh, it's the same thing during March madness. It's like, all right, guys. Oh. I'm going to give you an assignment. However, we are going to be watching, uh, you know, Bucknell take on the mighty Bruins of Belmont or something, right? Um, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but, no, uh, I'm a Spurs fan. Nice. Spurs had a shot to make it, nice. but they still didn't play the same amount of games as the Suns and the other teams. I mean, yeah. I get it. You got to whatever. But... um you know what? I'm a I'm a roll with the bandwagon though, and and uh, I like the Heat. Yeah. No one talked about the Heat, and 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 who am I to judge NBA coaches? It's easy to be critiquing people, but when LeBron was doing things with the Heat, I was like, oh, Spolstra, he he's just there. But man, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job with them throughout yeah. the years, and it's just the right collection of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't ignore like the Lakers and their talent and what they have going on. Um, So I'm thinking it's a Lakers Miami final and, uh, and then we'll see what, what comes of it from there.
0: You know, just talking about coach Spolster and just in regard to what you're saying, you're right. It's easy for people to critique, you know, Phil Jackson and and all these guys that have had these great players, you know, but that's not easy to do. That's not easy to coach those guys and manage egos. Uh, but uh, uh credit, you know, he's done some remarkable things. Like you said, even after those guys left, I mean, he's really mm-hmm. yeah. put on full display how amazing of a coach he really is. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and me,
1: me discrediting, like not giving him credit, was the year that Ray Allen hit that shot against the Spurs in Game Six. <laughs> and that, that, that was me being an angry, you know, twenty-something.
0: Let, let me let me ask you this, Coach. You know. Uh, what made you a Spurs fan? It's easy for me, and I don't know if Coach – he's a Lakers fan, but, like, I grew up in San Antonio, diehard Spurs fan. So, for you, what Well, was
1: it? for me was, you know, being being young and living in Texas, you yeah. know. So, like, my my memories are getting in the car with my dad and driving a couple hours to San Antonio and, and you know, watching the Spurs play. Um, and actually my first NBA game was Spurs and the Lakers – 97 i think 97 98 maybe and there was a brawl or or not a brawl but there was a little tussle uh, at the end of the game i'm like this is
0: awesome (laughs) Um,
1: but uh but yeah no i mean it's funny because that started me liking the spurs you know and you know i was living in texas in 99 when they won in the lockout year and um I mean, hard not to like some of those guys, right? Just Mm. hardworking guys and, you know, represented the city and the state well. Um, But then as I got older and I was living in Phoenix, like that's when Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire and those guys were running and gunning and it was fun. And the one thing I'll say about Phoenix fans, they're so wishy-washy. Like when things are good, the whole town loves that team. When things are bad, like, No one cares, and it's since I've lived a couple a couple different places. You can definitely tell like how fans are, and that's the one frustrating thing with Suns fans or Phoenix sports fans in general. But I mean, back when the Suns were really having fun with D'Antoni and those guys, like the city was electric, man. Like it was it was crazy. But they had all those battles with the Spurs, so I was like conflicted. Like I love these Suns, but I I did like these Spurs. But man, I was a Spurs like I, I did not like them for a couple of years. I thought they were dirty. I thought they flopped too much. And then it's funny, the evolution. I I go back. Then I started coaching and you know watching the Spurs again and I'm like, holy cow, like this is this is real basketball right here. Like so totally had that like light bulb moment. Like I was just a teenager angry at the the Spurs for being so good. Um So I definitely missed out on a couple of good years there, uh, being a Spurs fan. But yeah, that was kind of my, uh, my journey there.
0: We're glad to have recruited you as a Spurs fan, man. Uh, (laughs) coach, pop, you know, he's, he's pretty remarkable, man. And so, uh, we've been blessed as uh, Mm. like myself growing up in the city, watching David Robinson, Tim Duncan, those guys and watching how pop did what he did and and with, with what he had. And, and, uh, couldn't learn from a better from a better professional organization. Mm-hmm. All right, Coach Leonard, go ahead and give us your Lakers take. What do you got?
2: Well, let me... Well, one, I've been a Lakers fan since I was 11 years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to hold it against so, you. <laughs> but, of course, being in San Antonio and like I told you, being able to play with Johnny Moore and <laughs> Albert Robertson and Willie Anderson, play ball with those guys a lot, um, you, you tend to appreciate you know what they do yep. but here's my thing and we talk about san antonio fans and all that yeah i remember driving to hemisphere arena yeah to go watch a game and i'd pay five dollars for a ticket and walk all the way down and sit behind the bench oh wow to a point where i could say hey alvin go check in like that okay yeah. and you know okay so where were those spurs fans then yeah oh no, you're All right these
0: so called spurs fans you're right okay i'll, I'll say this so, about spurs fans the new the newer generation and i say new generation like from 97 up until oh, now when they started winning championships that's that's what i'm saying so th- that generation of spurs fans are crazy before that, yes. though you're talking before my time too, Coach. I was only <laughs> I was born in nineteen eighty four, coach. I I didn't uh <laughs> I can't can't be held for those guys.
2: <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, so that that's my take, you know, on uh Spurs fans. So my Lakers have been getting they've been getting pummeled for the past couple of years and whatnot. And now I can't find a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I love it I love it, I love it you know but yes. the, the Lakers and the Spurs had some good battles, so let me ask you this uh when that was going down uh obviously you're you're maroon uh yellow uh, purple, and gold the whole time
2: yes sir now here's the funny
0: part i'm
2: teaching at Liao. yeah okay uh it's got to be my first year there, and it was the was that the year after okay, so they had done their three p 2001, 2002. So, yeah, it was that next year when the Spurs beat them and the, the Lakers were crying. They, they had pictures of uh, Derek Fisher and, and Kobe and them crying, right? So, one of the teachers at Leal, okay, <laughs> get this, bro. So, she – and where is she now? I think she's at Saul Ross right now. She's still teaching at Saul Ross. But she went back to school – got the custodians to let her. Now I teach computer class. Okay. So she went and she decorated my door first off with the Lakers crying and all that stuff. And then she had all these San Antonio, all these Spurs screensavers put on all of my computers <laughs> and then had all kinds of decorations coming out of the ceiling and stuff like that. And, um, cause see, I used to actually wear Laker gear to class. You're crazy. You know, I, that that's how ate up I was. Yeah. And um, so then she uh, and of course she had a like a Tim Duncan, not a Tim Duncan, a David Robinson jersey hanging up in there, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So that that was that was pretty neat and pretty fun. And because everybody was making fun of me and all my friends, man, Lakers ain't nothing. I was like, you know what, y'all just wait. When Kobe retires, we will start over.
0: Yeah.
2: And and I told him, I said, it won't take more than five years. Now, I don't exactly remember when Kobe retired, but I think it was about four years ago.
0: maybe might be, on, so, might be on, on par to get that championship. I think they're the favorites as far as talent goes right now.
2: I think so. But um, like you were saying, Miami. And then actually I was kind of scared of, of Boston. And, mm-hmm. and I still think Boston may pull this off uh, against Miami. I don't know. Um, watching the game last night was – was very impressive to me. They fought back. I love it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So uh, we'll see. And you can't count Denver out. I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. If Denver wins and goes to the championship, I'll be just as happy because I like the way they're playing.
0: Uh, I'm going to go buy Denver jersey. I'm going to go buy some T-shirts, and I'll represent Uh, I
2: will be on the bandwagon. Yes. Uh, Because, you know, you got to be a basketball fan first and then support your team. And I think that would just be so neat to see, like, Denver and Miami, two teams that – well, Miami hadn't been in a while, but, you know, see those two teams playing championship. That would be really exciting.
0: It would, it would be neat to see Denver and another underdog-type team in there. So I, I would love mm-hmm. to see Denver-Miami. That that would be ideal for a basketball purist type of perspective. You know, they're running some yes, beautiful sir. stuff, and, and the ball movement mm-hmm. and the body movement and, and the tenacity that they're playing with is – I mean – I have heard, I was gonna ask you guys, you know, how impressive was it to watch Denver do what they did to to the Clippers and make that comeback, right? And 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 uh and not only them but also the series before, right? Where they're just mm-hmm. no fight no no uh no quit left in them, right? They're just gonna keep fighting. And uh
2: And that's right. why I'm saying with the Lakers better be careful. I mean, okay, yeah, we won game one pretty easy, you know. Denver doesn't care. Yeah. You know, hey, they might go down 3-0 and be the first team in NBA history to come back and win four in a row. You, know, you don't know uh, with, with the way they're built and, and, and the way they're, they're running things.
0: Well, according to Snoop Dogg, he, he said that they're not the Clippers, so it's not going to happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. That is funny.
0: All right, uh, your, your random question. Top three action movies of all time.
1: Ooh, see, it's always tough when you ask me ask me movie rankings because I like so many of them, and it's hard for me to place them. The top three action movies. Well, your
0: your favorite one, whatever it don't have to be the best one in history, but your yeah. favorite action movies.
1: Well, I wouldn't even call. I mean, I wouldn't describe it as action, but it's probably as. Actually, yeah, I take that back. Um I really have liked the the equalizer movies Denzel's done.
0: <laughs> oh, recently. they're great. Yeah, they're awesome.
1: Those are those are phenomenal. Um but for me though movie wise, I mean I like comedies with any comedy. Um but then where I nerd out, I am I am a, a huge <laughs> Star Wars fan. Yeah. And people people are like, "Oh, I don't see that." I'm like, "No, like I I could talk about it all day long. We could have a a podcast about, you know. I might start a Star Wars podcast now and just talk. Well, I hit me go, up.
0: Go, I'm a Star Wars fan. So I'll, I'll nerd out too. My my wife is like, she told me. She goes, you know, I'm not picking on people that are nerds. I'm, I'm I'm a nerd. I'm saying so. She's like, people think you're this guy. They they think you're cool They want to be your friend, but they really don't know that you're just this big nerd. <laughs> like when you're at home, you're just this <laughs> big old nerd. And I said, if if uh, that could be hurtful to my feelings if I didn't know you're joking, right? <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: oh, that's funny.
0: That new Mandalorian trailer looks pretty amazing, though, doesn't it?
1: Oh yeah, I'm fired up, baby. October.
0: That Mandalorian. I don't know if you like Star Wars, Coach Leonard, but uh, the Mandalorian series has been pretty awesome.
1: Um, I
2: uh, well, y'all already know how old I am, and y'all are gonna say I am the dumbest person in the world. But I have not seen
0: one Star Wars movie. You're not the only person that said that, Coach. You know, not one.
1: I actually hear that more and more now. People are like, "Yeah, I've never seen one," and I'm like, "All right."
2: Oh, okay. So I'm not. So I'm not in the. the I'm not in the minority <laughs> on that.
0: No, I, I think we're used to hearing it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, one, he he hit the nail on the head with the equalizer, but also all. Of Jason Bourne oh, yeah. and all of 007.
0: Okay. There you go. I have the
2: entire 007 library, <laughs> and I have every one of Jason Bourne's movies. And then uh, Equalizer, they're just – I'm a gadget guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, I, you know, and it, it's sad. Being gadget, being a computer teacher, you know, uh, I'm on the computer all the time, and I love it. But unfortunately, you lose the dexterity in your fingers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to the dentist yesterday. I had to fill out some paperwork. I can't even write. You know, I write. My, my penmanship's all jacked up and stuff like that.
1: Isn't, but, it, uh, isn't it so weird to write? Like, yeah, was, yeah. like, whenever I have to, like, you know, like, I, I was at the doctor in June just getting my, like, annual physical, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like it makes me scared when I have to go on a whiteboard for the first time in a couple of months. I need to start practicing.
0: <laughs> no, I used to take ultimate pride in my penmanship. Right? I used to love to draw and write, and uh, and it's the same thing. I was I was starting writing stuff, and it looked absolutely terrible. Like I was so disappointed in myself. I couldn't read my writing.
2: Uh, it's. I know the lady called me up. She's, uh, what letter is this? I was like, oh man, I, that was embarrassing. But hey, we learned. So we learned.
0: I asked this question uh, once, but I, I think I know your answer, Coach Leonard. Now that you bring up those movies, so if you have a fight scene and you got Jason Bourne in this fight scene, and you've got uh, John Wick in this fight scene, and you've got uh, who was the other one? After? Oh, Liam Neeson from Taken, right? We'll throw Denzel in the mix too. From equalizer. So if you got this fight scene where they all show up in the same place and they're they're not on the same side, who's gonna come out of that victorious? Man
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm going to I had forgotten about taking Yeah. Uh, I had forgotten about that, and I have all three of those too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I might have to, I might have to take Liam, Liam
0: Neeson.
1: Yeah, yeah. he might get it done.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I think, I think I might have to take him.
0: Just for perspective, though, Coach Leonard, it wouldn't even be a choice if the Mandalorian was in that mix because he'd come out uh, victorious
1: you <laughs> put any star wars guy in there then it's over it's just I to let you. You know all you right
0: know, uh real quick you know um just for 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 some advice you'd give other coaches you guys we're, we're in a season you know how it can get real stressful being long nights early mornings you know what is some advice you'd give some helpful tips on on how you guys clear your mind you know stay sharp uh, stay healthy, you know, you know, stay charged up for the next day. Uh, what is some advice you'd give other coaches out there?
1: Well, the big thing for me has been, and, and will be for me, is make sure that you enjoy the, the, the people you're working with on your staff, the people you hire, right? And because and, when there are those early mornings and those long nights when it's easy to work with them, And it's enjoyable to work with them. Um, Then you're able to kind of decompress together at the same time and talk things through and, 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 you know, things of that nature. Um, But for me, I've always been big on like, even in the season, like you still got to find that time where you can have, have that space, have that, like, and whatever that is for you. Like for me, that's every day working out and whether it's, like, I'm lifting or running, which I'm trying to get better at running, um, or even, like, just walking on the track on campus, like, on my break, on my prep period, in between practices, in between whatever we're doing, and throwing on a podcast or, you know, calling people back and catching up, like, just finding those little moments to have that time, you know, and because, and, um, I mean, we all know once – once we get that green light it's it's nonstop till the end and and um you know just trying to find that space and that time for yourself and and you know go about it that way
2: wow um you know you hit the nail on the head with your uh you're comment about like who you work with I remember coach Floyd telling me that um you, you always want, want to hire you know loyal um loyal people that you can work with and, and whatnot. But it's one thing I would, I would tell young coaches coming up, you know, is, is one, be a student of the game. Uh, you, you have to be a, a student. You know, I, I'm even trying to get that through to my players. You know, you have to be a student. You have to watch film. You have to, you know, talk to to other coaches. You have to be willing to ask. And um, I think that's the biggest Uh, and get into it because you like it get into it because you you love the the sport whatever sport that is Um, because coaching is very 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 time consuming if you want to give the kids the most or get the most out of your kids Uh, oops was that me oh excuse me okay so just uh, uh, make sure you love it before you get into it I get it sometimes you are appointed to oh wait you know what uh, we need to coach your coaching okay but I'm talking for the for the vast majority uh, you know of coaches you know my, my advice is 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 be a student of the game and don't just be uh, satisfied with what you know there are so many so many great coaches you know out there that are willing to help um, and you know reach out go to clean-
1: and, 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 just, just, just be a, be a student. And, and I'll add to that too, mm-hmm. uh, a piece especially probably you guys in Texas. I've learned so much from, he's become one of my best friends, uh, our football coach at my last school. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, I, and I helped him out. He was like, Hey, I think it's important that we have a basketball coach on our staff so we can promote multi-sport athletes and yeah. stuff. and, it was it, it was one of the best experiences I've had in helping him out for three years. And one, we developed a great friendship. But on top of that, I learned more. And this is no disrespect to anybody I've worked for in the past. But, mm-hmm. but just that football model and that football organization and structure,
0: yeah.
1: I learned so much from. So I even tell people now, too, like, Go watch your your high school football team practice. Go watch your baseball team practice. Talk to their coaches, right, and and really get to know how they do things and 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 you know all of that. Um, the school I'm at now, I mean, it's a football powerhouse. It's you know six out of the last seven state championships. You know, power five guys left and right. Yeah. Um, so like we benefit from that in <laughs> like our program does getting some yeah. of those athletes out. Um, but again, like I'm, I'm trying to find time to pick the brain of anyone on their staff or just ask them questions like, hey, how have you done this in the past? So anytime you can reach out to coaches from other sports that you can connect with too, a, a huge way to, to grow and learn as well.
0: Absolutely. You know, a, a, a good coach is a good coach regardless of the sport. You know, we can learn from, from any of those guys. And so I couldn't agree more with both of y'all.
2: Outstanding.
0: Well, fellas, I I appreciate your time. You know, I don't want to take up your whole Sunday. You know, we got to prep for work tomorrow, but, uh, I do appreciate y'all's time. I wish y'all nothing but the best of luck and and hopefully we all get to have seasons, right? You know, and, and and I hope you guys stay safe out there. And if y'all ever need something, you know, feel free to reach out. Most definitely. Thank you for the invite. Uh, Lucas, it was uh,
2: a pleasure to meet you and, uh, good luck to you out there in Arizona Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Marcus, hopefully we'll be able to touch base and and talk about some old times uh, here here shortly. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, good luck, fellas. Yeah, and, uh, it was a
0: pleasure. Thanks. Good luck, guys.
2: Yes, sir. Appreciate it. you guys.
0: Y'all stay safe. Hey, you too. It. Appreciate it.